The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Lexing, long pass ahead to Johnson, catches it, gets the layup, and she's fouled. Oh, my goodness, she was almost too far underneath the basket, but just flipped it up as she got shoved from behind, and she'll go to the line to try to convert another three-point play. Flacco to throw. Flacco, it's picked off. Here we go to the left, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Christian Harris. That's the second one. Second pick six of the game. Welcome to Houston, Joe Flacco. It goes to Pacheco, spinning. Now moving to the left side, Pacheco, touchdown! Kansas City, the single wing! You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. You do what you're supposed to do, we'll win this game. Prescott on the shotgun, Potter to his left. And he takes the snap, takes the handoff, tight pocket, throws it, intercepted! Intercepted! Intercepted back the other way! It's going to be a pick six for now Savage! Oh my goodness! Takes the snap, takes the knee. This game is over. Oh, the Detroit Lions have won it. Celebrate, boys. Celebrate. You're coming right back here next week to take on the winner of the Philadelphia Tampa Bay game. Whistles have been swallowed. Shot clock is off, and Kansas will dribble it out. 31 years since OU last one here. Might be 31 till they get another crack at him. Porter Moser shakes hands with Bill Self, and this one goes in the win column for Kansas. 78-66 the final. Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show, Monday morning, January 15th, Martin Luther King Day. I'm live on the road today in Kansas City for personal reasons. Daughter's volleyball tournament wrapping up up here today before heading home. And... Um, TJ back in studio. It is blustery. It is cold. It is uh, beyond cold. It is freezing. It is god-awful out there. So just stay inside. Make yourself a pot of chili and enjoy the family if possible. Those of you that got to get out and work, please do everything possible to stay warm today. I apologize that you had to listen to TJ yell at me in hour one of the show, so hopefully he'll calm down here in hour number two. Uh, Sooners, it was not a good weekend for the state of Oklahoma, with the exception of the OU women. Women win. They beat Tech 73-55. Jenny Baranchek's team now 4-1 and in conference play, and they have no midweek game this week. They don't play again until Saturday at Houston. They're in the – TJ, they're in the uh, Fertitta Center in Houston on uh, Saturday, a place we don't get to go. Houston comes to us in men's basketball this year, so – no Fertitta Center for the men. Sooner men fall to Kansas, 78-66. OSU, well, what a rotten day for OSU Saturday, Teach. Were you following that drama at all? Uh, remind me, no, I don't think so. So they had travel issues apparently getting to oh, Ames. Yes, the yes. game was supposed the game kept getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finally 
played, I think, seven fifteen Saturday night, and then they only scored forty two points. Yeah, that they I lost do 66, remember that. Forty two. I think I yeah. Twitter I think reported like fifty seven different tip times at one point for that game. I think going to Ames is hard. Uh, I would say second only to West Virginia in this conference. In that, the, in basketball, it is often uh, less than ideal conditions. You know, we've had some very treacherous trips up there. And then even when you get to Des Moines, it's still another hour bus ride to Ames. And uh, it's not easy. And then you got to, after you lose, which is what happened to OSU on Saturday, you've got a long bus ride back to Des Moines in front of you before you get on a plane. And then they got to de-ice the plane. And it's just, it's a long day. So the Cowboys are 0-3. We'll take a look at the updated Big 12 men's standings in a second. But even TU and ORU lost this weekend. Uh, ORU lost to St. Thomas, 87-76. Tulsa lost yesterday in overtime to Tulane, 94-87, Teach. So just an all-around rotten basketball weekend for the state of Oklahoma. Your thoughts, TJ? Go ahead. Um, well, I guess if you could cancel a weekend in midseason, that's what they should have done in the state of Oklahoma, that's for sure. That's exactly right. That's Not exactly good. right. Updated Big 12 standings, three games in, TJ. Three games in of 18, okay? We have two undefeated teams, Baylor and Texas Tech. Just as everybody drew it up, it's going to be We uh, have one winless team, Oklahoma State. Everybody it's, else in the middle. It's just proving how tough it's going to be. And we, I could have been off. I think I said, you asked last week how many uh, losses the winner of this conference would have. I said four. I think you said five. I may have to bump mine up by a couple with the way this thing's going because uh, Houston's already taken uh, another loss that I wasn't really expecting. And um, some teams aren't off to the starts that I thought they would be in conference play. So it's tough. And I may – I may eat my words here, but I don't think Baylor and Tech are world beaters either. No, I think they're no. solid basketball teams, but I think they've had kind scheduling. Well, Tech's had it tougher than Baylor has. Baylor's played OSU on the road, and then they've had home games against BYU and Cincinnati. I mean, that's in this conference about as easy as it gets. That's It's not easy, but in this conference it's as soft as it gets. And Texas Tech had to go win at Texas, so uh, that's obviously respectable. And then a pair of home games for them as well this week, OSU and K-State. K-State's a good team, but still, I mean, that's – I think those two teams will be probably upper half teams this year, but I don't look at them and say, watch out or they're going to run away with things. I just think it's – it's a WWE. What did they call it, TJ? The uh, Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It's just it's eight. It's uh, fourteen teams in a cage match. Is what it is. So, <laughs> uh, the OU needs to have a good week. Uh, they 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 need they need to protect their home floor Wednesday night, West Virginia, and then uh, at Cincinnati Saturday is a winnable road game. Uh, since he's good, they're big. Uh. They beat Texas up there. They're twelve and four, but it is it would fall in the winnable road game category. You can if you play well, you could get one there. So most importantly, this week, got to win Wednesday night against West Virginia. Got to defend the home floor. 
Yeah, they've got to uh, they've got to do that, and they need to play better on the road. Like you asked last week, are you concerned about how they're looking on the road? And I said, no, not yet. After Saturday, there's more concern there than I had. So they need to play well when they go to Cincinnati and and look better than they have in these couple of road games that they've yeah. had so far. So here's a couple of things I would point to in uh, that regard. Now that they got into conference play and they're facing really good coaching night in and night out, good scouting reports, trying to take away your strengths, all that kind of stuff, some things are becoming a little more apparent about OU basketball. One is they've got to get more from the combination of Darthard and Soares. Uh, those two guys have been a strength for them this year in their sometimes alternating, sometimes both of them have good nights, but their contributions off the bench. They've had, you know, whether it's hitting threes, whether it is uh, uh, playing good defense, whether it is getting rebounds, the energy, whatever it may be, Darthard and Soares have been a strength for this team this year. They have become relatively uh, non-impact guys in conference play so far. I don't know if that is because they're playing better teams. I don't know if the eyes are a little wide because of the physicality of the Big 12, uh, if they're a little tight, or if it just happens to be that they had a bad week. I don't know. But they got to get some contributions there. I think Hughley has been... Okay, and I think he's going to give you about what he's given you. He was good at TCU. He didn't give you much Saturday because he got in early foul trouble. But those other two guys, TJ, Darthard and Soares, have to make some contributions. And I'm not saying they got to go for 20 apiece. But between the two of them, uh, you need to get mm, 12, 12 to 15 points. points. I was, yeah, I was going to say 12 on the low end. Absolutely. Okay. 12 to 15 points and five to eight rebounds between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Fair? That's that's very fair, yeah. Especially now that you're down to the short bench. Those guys are your two main guys that you're going to, to lean on game in and game out. Um, I think that's completely fair to expect at least 12 out of them each night. Uh, I think I think Tega had a much better day Saturday. Still below his season average, but he he uh, he didn't force it, and uh, he had kind of that look in his eye, and he was attacking off the dribble, and and uh, unfortunately ran into a seven foot two guy when he got to the rim that won't always be there. But uh, I'm not too worried about Tega. I, I think that he forced it a little bit the first couple of conference games, but he'll settle in. Uzan right now is probably playing the best basketball game, best basketball he has all season, so I'm not worried about him either. I'm not worried about Sam Godwin. I think Sam's given you what he's going to give you every night, which is uh, 8 to 10 points, 5 to 10 rebounds. He's going to uh, get you some big offensive boards and, and just be a workhorse and probably battle, battle foul trouble most of the way. I think Jalen Moore's given you about what he's going to give you. He's going to have some nights where he scores more because the ball falls to him more or he gets out on breaks or whatever, but – He's an athlete around the rim who uh, causes problems for opponents on the defensive end and uh, and can get you some junk buckets on the offensive end too. Uh, 
JV and McCollum, I would say, he's been their leading scorer in all three games, and he's a guy that they still, I would still like to see maybe get a little more selfish now that they're into league play. I've said this about Los this year and not about Javian. Right now, I would say, Javian, uh, we need you to score more and at least look to score more because when he looks to score, it causes problems for opponents. Uh, they got to collapse on him. They got to double him. He can get hot. He's capable of going for 30. Like, he's capable of going for 30. I just don't think he shoots enough to get to 30. Well, and there was a shot in the first half that he had an open look on a three, didn't take it, then passed off, and I think they ended up turning the ball over that possession that I'm like, man, you've got to take that shot if you're him. And I'm not sure why he didn't shoot it because he had it. It's the point guard dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. It's that I was talking about with Los, and Javian's a point guard too. They play two points. It's the point guard dilemma of – I got to get all my teammates involved. It is my responsibility to get my teammates involved and know when to look for my own shot. And so, you know, I'm not, I don't come away from Saturday or a one and two start to conference play overly concerned. I know that that's not the way to be a sports radio host. I know after every game, TJ, you're supposed to make a definitive statement on how good a team is or isn't. I saw that on social media a little bit on Saturday and then I had to turn it off. Uh, but, they won a game. They they won a good game. Iowa State's a good team. They got a good win at home, and they lost a, to a, a couple of good teams on the road. OU has had as tough of a start schedule-wise as anybody in this conference. Iowa State, TCU, and Kansas are all really good teams, and they played two of the three on the road. I think OU's fine. They, they, can't, they can't be rattled by this. They can't force it. It's going to be hard to win in this league. And when you don't find victory, you've got to shake it off and go get the next one. So I don't know. Am I wrong in not panicking yet? You're not wrong in not panicking. I will say that offensively they have felt out of rhythm to me these last couple of games. And you're going to be to some degree on the road. But they haven't flowed as well in the first half as I think they're capable of. So I, I think as we get further along here, we'll see how this thing goes. I think they'll get some of that worked out on the road and everything. Sam Godwin's got to figure out how to stay on the floor a little bit more in first halves, not find himself. But he's it's what you talked about. Like, he breathes he's and they, they think he yeah. fouls. I mean, it's there's, there's some in these last two games that you just look at and it's like well, he just – Blocked a guy out, you know. There was nothing wrong with that, but I don't know. He's, like you said uh, a, a week or so ago, he's got that look that he's drawing those whistles, but he needs to be on the floor a little bit more in those first halves, and that probably has something to do with that rhythm and how I feel like they're a little discombobulated I, in that first half these last two games. I agree with you, but I would add this. I think the majority of that is because they're not getting the easy buckets. They're not getting – like they're, the DCO that they talk about, defense-creating offense, well, yeah. they forced two turnovers Saturday. They're not getting out and getting fast break points, and this team has been so good all year at, uh, at getting easy baskets in transition. They're so athletic that that athleticism has caused turnovers, hands in passing lanes, deflected basketballs, transition opportunities the other way. When you force Oklahoma to play half-court basketball – uh, they're good, not great, 
they're good. They're a good half court team, but not great. They're going to excel when they are able to get 15 points a night in the open floor and off offensive rebounds another eight points, maybe 10. And then add to that being good in the half court, not great. And that's a winning formula. Uh, I don't know what happened Saturday. Kansas had 36 turnovers in their first two conference games. And they had two Saturday. So, I don't know. I, I can't explain that. I, I don't know if OU was just not great defensively or if Kansas, if Bill Self threatened to kick them off the team if they turned it <laughs> over. I don't know how they only – it's the fewest turnovers in a game in Kansas basketball history, and they've been playing for a while. So, they have to get back to somehow creating more with their defense because they've been really good at that this year. Yeah, and I think that's when Jalen Moore's game really flourishes in that type of situation yep, too. Sure. So more and, so Otega, than a half court. and Otega. And Otega. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think West Virginia will give them opportunities for that. West Virginia's got some really talented individuals. Uh. But what I've seen of them so far this year, they don't play the best team basketball at time. Again, they beat Texas Saturday, so they're not they're okay team. Their, their record's not going to impress you, but remember, they just got three guys eligible about three weeks ago, uh, and they're their three best players. So they're they're better than their record shows. But I think they'll give you some opportunities to get turnovers and get out and go. So we'll see. We'll hear what Porter had to say at the. Uh, bottom of the hour break time back to the text line coming up next knipplemeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 back after this the t-row in the morning show is brought to you every day by the riverwind casino and hotel okc's number one gaming destination the one for entertainment the one for games the one for fun riverwind casino simply the best T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma with no cost or insurance needed to participate. Several different areas that they're working in. If you want to find out more information, HightowerClinical.com, where you can call or text them 405-831-5905. See what we have on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, didn't it help that McCollum almost disappeared in the second half and uh, Otega Owe had a hard time finding rhythm, driving to the basket, seemed like he was expecting the same calls McCuller got. Yeah, I mean, part of that is being in Allen Fieldhouse and part of that is the difference between having a 7'2 shot blocker mm-hmm. and a 6'10 shot blocker, you know. So I think that you'll see – uh, the game called differently in Norman when these two teams play. And if you make those same moves on any other night in this conference, almost, there's some other big dudes in this conference, but there's no other Hunter Dickinson. Uh, you, you'll get the call a lot more often than you did Saturday. So I would, I don't want Tega to stop taking the ball to the hoop. Have you guys talked about Jeff Fish to Washington yet? We haven't really got into no. much college football coaching. Uh, Kalen DeBoer has gone to Bama, and Jed mm-hmm. Fish has gone to Washington since we were last on the air together. So wrap them both up there, TJ. How are those hires? They appear to both be good hires. Um, 
Jetfish has done a good job at Arizona, obviously. We'll see if he can carry that momentum into Washington. Um, DeBoer, I think he's a really good coach. Obviously, he's been highly successful everywhere he's been and kind of gone about it the old school way of just kind of building up through the years, through the small schools, winning championships, then getting to Washington, doing a tremendous job and getting that team to a national title game. I just, I'm curious to see how you follow Nick Saban. It's going to be a very difficult process. It's going to be difficult for the fans to process. There's going to be things that he does differently than Saban that they're not going to like, that they're going to nitpick about. He's going to try to build his own culture, and it may be one of those things that he does a really good job. And in three, four years, though, we're looking up and they're replacing him because he's not Nick Saban. We'll see. I, yeah. I think he's really good, but it's just we've talked about it leading up to this thing. It's just a very difficult spot to step into. I think he's going to have a hard time. Mm -hmm. And for the reasons you just said, because being the guy after Saban is, is just a daunting shadow, and he could win a national championship and – you know, two in the next eight years or whatever, and it's not good enough. I don't think he'll be there for eight years. I think that he, the next guy after Saban is going to be difficult. I also think he's not from the South. And not that you have to be from the South, but it's another reason for him not to like him. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I, he's – it's just going to be hard for him. Look, if they're being honest, I, mean, I don't think he was. Their, I don't think he was their first choice, and it's kind of what you're no. talking about. It's kind of that's who they ended up with. So, it's been very enjoyable watching how many ever coaches turned down Alabama. That mm -hmm. has been a blow to their ego, but they're smart, and it's for what we talked about on Friday, TJ. Because right now, Alabama is a terrible job. Not terrible job. It's not as good of a job as it will be for the next guy. You know what I mean? Like, the, the guy coming in right now has such a daunting task in front of him that they got turned down by multiple guys, if you believe reports. So, turning it selfishly here, this is great for Oklahoma, I think. I think this is great. You're coming into the league. Saban is leaving. I think DeBoer's going to struggle. Uh, the SEC is going to be very difficult, but it is not going to be quite as difficult as it was a week ago. You may be walking into a uh, conference where Texas is sitting in a very nice situation, but you've dealt with them for years. So you know how to handle Texas and what you're getting with Texas, but um, – you look around the rest I'm of the SEC. I'm not worried about Texas. That's what I'm saying. You're not worried about them, uh, even yeah. though I think they're in a really good Georgia's, position. So Georgia, yeah, Georgia is obviously a problem. But listen. the rest of the league, you're you're kind of right there with what they're going through. So I love the position Oklahoma's in. Like I, I, I feel like just kind of universally as an athletic department, they're kind of in the minds of a bunch of the SEC teams and fans and everything. They're the other team that's coming into the conference. You know, Texas is the one that everybody's talking about. Texas is the one that went to the playoff this year. 
Texas just demands to be the center of attention because that state you love so much, TJ, is so egotistical. Everything is bigger and better than Texas. Look at us. And Oklahoma's like, yeah, don't worry about us. Just just continue to overlook us. Don't worry about us. We're just probably going to win way more than them. But just pay attention to them. Look at the shiny <laughs> thing over there. They like the shiny thing. People do like God, You disgust at it. me so much with your love of Texas. I, I can't even stand it. What about Washington going fishing? What would you think about that? Um... Or do you care? I, 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 I'm, to be honest, I don't care. I mean, it's a, a situation where they won't ever affect Oklahoma in the, most situations. I mean, maybe in the playoff situation. But he did a fine job at Arizona. Did a really good job this year. Um, and uh, I think it's a good hire. I think they probably could have done a little better. I know they reached out to Dion and some others that, that maybe they missed out on. But um, it's a fine hire. It's a fine hire. I guess that's how I look at it. I tell you, I don't. I don't know if any of those Arizona guys have hit the portal yet or not. But there's four or five guys on that team. I wouldn't mind having on this team. <laughs> well, you know? I think they probably will uh, well, now that this change has happened. So yeah, I don't think they're sticking around. I I'm praying that Fafita doesn't end up in an SEC school so that I got to try to say his name anymore. <laughs> what a nightmare. All right, well, one or two more text messages. Uh, this one says, there's a proper way and there's a right way. Come on, Drake, get it together. Uh, <laughs> uh, good morning. Are you talking about Dos Equis? Dos Equis, Or yeah. Dos, Equis? Dos Equis. Can we get a representative? Can we get the most interesting man in the world on the show and have him I don't think we need him on the exactly show. I think we it. just need to play his commercial, and he says Dos Equis. So yeah. <laughs> I think we have it right yeah, there. that's true. Uh, uh, good morning, A1 and Turkey Bacon. I did have some turkey bacon this weekend. It's definitely not correct. <laughs> he goes into some Spanish. I'm not going to attempt. Went to Which work one's this- not correct? Uh, Drake's pronunciation. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Went to work this he morning at 430. He staunchly sticks to it. <laughs> that's Drake, though. That's, that's why we love him. Uh, went to work this morning at 430, but sent home because the power kept shutting off roll-offs of American Durant, Oklahoma. Have we had much power outage problems back there in this yet? I know Saturday evening there was parts of Eastside Norman that lost some power for a little bit. I don't think it was for very long. Um, I haven't heard of too much of it. uh, It hasn't been like the ice is usually the problem there. We get ice on the power lines and stuff. So we haven't had much precipitation or anything. No, not not at least not in my area and stuff. I know in some parts towards the uh, keep it that way. You know, different parts of the state up north in the Panhandle and different areas, probably more so than what we've had around here. But nothing like that major around in the metro area that I've heard about. So, especially with power outages or anything. Uh, Did you say the women play at the Fajita Center next Saturday, Toby? Yeah, Fertita Center. (laughs) Hey, one quick story. So, uh, I, I had a parking pass Saturday because I drove. That's not the norm. but uh, So, I swing by the hotel to pick up my credential, the, the team hotel. I'm staying in Kansas City. Saturday morning, I swing by the team hotel to pick up my credential, and I texted Drake and Kev and said, uh, I'm swinging by the hotel. If either of you want to go to the arena early, you're welcome to hop in with me. Otherwise, I'll see you at the arena. And Drake hits me back that he wants to ride. And so I pick up Drake, and uh, Dylan also hops in 
Uh, Dylan is our video coordinator. He wanted to get over there early. So we drive to the arena. The parking pass is for the parking garage, which is right next to Allen Fieldhouse. And we're early, like, we're uh, games at one. I think we're pulling in like 1045, okay? So it's early. And I pull up to the garage, and I show the lady my pass. I says, is this the right place? She says, yeah, come on in. And I said, does it matter where we park? And she said, no, park wherever you want. Just don't park in Bill Self's spot. <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> I was like, all right, we won't. So I pull down, like, right by the door there, because there's hardly anybody in there, and we park right next to Bill Self's parking spot. Nice. Like, it's just straight, but we don't park in it. So I whip in, and I was like, look at this. We, we didn't park in Bill Self's spot. And as we're getting out of the car, here comes Coach Self whipping into his parking spot there. <laughs> We get, out. We, we get out and I was like hey coach he's like hey it was funny we, we could go in but we did not park and uh, maybe we should have TJ maybe we should have thrown down the gauntlet early Saturday stood and, there uh behind the car parked in his spot what are you gonna do about arms it? folded yeah yeah well, well I'm gonna tow your car <laughs> gonna that's tow, what I'm gonna do I'm about gonna it. tow you and have you arrested that's what I'm doing <laughs> that's right I'm gonna buy your car and I'm gonna tow it so yeah. all right we'll be back the Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Coach, what are your uh, thoughts on this one today? You know, I, I felt uh, just right out of the gate, the beginning of both halves, we, did, we didn't, you know, that we were so amped up to play the game, and I called a timeout, we got down, but and then the last... 16 minutes we were the better team in the first half I and mean, we were we were plus seven the last to go into half down one after we were down i think eight and uh and you you gotta just i mean it's you gotta be tough on tough against kj adams and hunter dickerson they got an elite point guard that gets you in that pick and roll they throw it in, you know and uh you know i thought i thought harris was outstanding eight assists zero turnovers um you know mcculler had uh you know, he had 21 points on 12 shots. Um, at the first half, K.J. Adams, you know, he had, I think he, he I had all think 15 he, in the first half. Yeah. The first half. Yeah. And um, so different guys stepped up, those big four that they got, you know, Adams, Dickerson, Harris, and, and uh, McCuller came through, came through. One of your big mantras is DCO, defense yeah. creates offense, only got two turnovers out of them today. I know. Um, We got we got we got to create some more offense in transition, um, and we couldn't get stops. I thought in the second half we we couldn't get any stops um, and uh, couldn't run, couldn't run. And uh, you know I, I think Los and Javion do so many good things offensively, and uh, we put a lot of pressure on those two. Uh, we got to get some other guys making good decisions when they drive. You know, when you when you when you go in there and take on Hunter Dickerson. And he's between you and the basket. You got to play off two feet and kick it, and uh, because it's it's as good as a turnover. Yeah. And uh, I thought I thought we had four or five of those. That uh, you got to be smart. You you go downhill, play off two feet, kick it. I mean, everyone in the country calls it the Villanova move. <laughs> we got to be better at that. I got to be better. Continue to be better coaching that. Um, and uh, but we got to get more DCOs. I mean, it's it's we didn't get enough turnovers, enough stops. In, in the second half to win the game, we have we call them gaps. You got three stops in a row, mm. um, and we've had games seven, eight, nine. When we're over seven, we win like ninety some percent of every game. We had zero in the second half. We had zero gaps. We didn't get a three stops in a row one time in the second half. We're better than that. We got to play better than that. We got to be tougher. Um, you got to be tough on tough, and in, in, in these environments too, you got to be mentally tough too. When when the when the noise is going, and you got to be mentally tough and physically tough. 
Uh, we got to grow from it. Uh, we got to grow from this, this this road trip. We knew, I mean, anybody you, you know in this league, you get a road trip like this, these two and back-to-back in the quick turnarounds, is going to be tough. Uh, we didn't do it. We didn't get it done. We wanted to, you know, get the wins here. We didn't. But this ain't going to define us. We got to bounce back, get better, um, and and go to the next one. You, that's what you have to do in this league. And um, uh, I wish we were better. I wish we were better today with this opportunity to play in here. Um, you got to play. You got to play 40 minutes of really good basketball. And uh, I thought we had our moments, um, but but we we we, we got to force more turnovers than two. One more question. We'll let you go. You called on Luke Northweather today. Haven't seen him in a while, and he hit a couple of threes for you. It was a good matchup because they play two bigs. Yeah. You know, teams that play four quick guards, sometimes it's been hard. But I think in the Big 12, it's going to be more. We we looked at it last game against TCU, and um, and he's been keeping his mind right. And I thought he I thought he didn't look scared. I thought he came in. Um, and, you know, it's it's defensively, I thought, you know, it's a good matchup when they play two bigs, and we're going to continue to look for that. And it gives us another guy um, in there that maybe uh, – because that's what he can do. He can stretch you out. I thought he did a nice job because he didn't. You know what? For him not playing a lot to come in <laughs> to this atmosphere, he didn't. I didn't think that he looked afraid, and we hope to build on that with him. Going to be good to get back home on Wednesday night in front of the home fans, isn't it? Been a long week on the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, trust me, we're going to be ready. We're going to be, you know, going back to work. You know, getting better. This ain't. You can't let one game define us, one road trip to define us. You got to come back, get better, be tougher, and uh, and that's what we got to do. Disappointed, disappointed. We, we, this was an opportunity we didn't we didn't seize. And uh, so I'll be looking at what myself and my staff can do better, and the players can do the same thing. But we got we got to come back and get right back in the in the in it with a, a game next Wednesday. Thanks, coach. All right, thank you. So here's how tough of a week it was for OU. Teach. They lost twice at TCU at Kansas, and their net ranking went up. They are <laughs> twenty three now in the net. Uh, the pressure now comes Wednesday night because. West Virginia is a quad three game where they are in the net and being at home, it's a quad three game. It's not going to help you if you win it, but it will hurt you if you lose it. And conference race-wise, got to defend the home floor. So 7 o'clock Wednesday night, we had a great sellout crowd for the opener against Iowa State. A week and a half ago or so, I guess it was, yeah, a little over a week ago. So um, hopefully have another good crowd on Saturday night before they head back out on the road to take on Cincinnati uh, next Saturday. Um, here's my SEC fact of the day today, TJ. You ready? Ready. 250 days now away from that first SEC football game. SEC fact of the day, men's college basketball, the topic today. The Naismith Award was created in 1969, TJ. There have only been three total SEC winners of the Naismith Award. All time. That's it. What is that? 54 years? Something like that? 55 years? 54 years? Only three winners ever have come from the SEC. Pete Maravich, of course, in 1970. Anthony Davis of Kentucky in 2012, and Oscar Shibway of Kentucky in 2022. I, I'm a little that's surprised it? Kentucky hasn't won it more than that. Wow. Yeah, that's it. OU and Texas, the new guys, have combined won it four times alone. Uh, TJ Ford, your buddy from uh, uh, 
Squid oh, Games. Oh, TJ, what's the name of the show? I the, just the real Squid Games. Squid Games, yeah. 2003. Uh, Kevin Durant from 2007. Blake Griffin, 2009. Buddy Heald, 2016. That's more. That's more than so the whole So all the conference. talk about uh, football yeah, basketball might be bringing more to this league that people are giving them credit for. So there you go. There's your SEC fact of the day today. Really um, a little shocking that Kentucky's only got two and that as a conference, agree? there's only one other in the entire conference, and that's one of the greatest players of all time, regardless of era. So that's that's pretty amazing. It is. I mean, you think... I mean, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, there's been some around the in that league. Conference. Yeah. Shaq, Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah. Missouri's Barkley. had some great players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tennessee's had two or three big-time players through the years. Florida's won multiple national championships. Uh, Billy Donovan and era, you know. All right, yeah. Um, Joe Kim Noah and those so guys when they were running. It is surprising. There. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. I do want to talk some NFL playoffs coming up next hour. Martin Luther King Day. I'm in Kansas City today. We'll get back to the text line next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T Row in the morning show, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. They'll even help you if you have a, a bad case of the munchies for chili. Now nah, it's a joke, but oh, HightowerClinical.com, 405-831-5905. Uh, you're craving it. You're craving the chili right now. It's not even 8 o'clock, man. Ever since you talked about chili, it's all like I'm freezing. I'm in the lobby. When I got down here, it wasn't bad because the doors have been closed all night, <laughs> but now all these volleyball girls are going in and out, and I'm, it's freezing in here, and I can't stop thinking about that. Crock pot of chili you made for breakfast. Well, I didn't make it for breakfast, but you want it for breakfast. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. I can't stop thinking about it at breakfast time. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> the chili you made last night for dinner. Yes. There, there was plenty left over. You want to swing by on your way home? I'll, I'll throw you a bowl out the window and uh, or into your it's car window. You can how, head home. Folks, how he always offers me leftovers when I'm not at his house, but when I was at his house, he didn't <laughs> offer me any leftovers. True. Not true at all. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Toby, you forgot the Thunder one and are in first place in the West. I think they dropped back yesterday. Yeah, yeah that's right. I forgot. They've been kind of out of sight, out of mind. They did win this weekend, and they are at the Lakers late tonight. Uh, That's that's something else I can listen to on the drive home tonight. Let's go, Baker. Right? We're going for Baker tonight, aren't we? Oh, I I definitely am. He's playing the Eagles, so it wouldn't matter if Jalen's there or not. I'm still going for Baker, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Sooner Nation is going for Baker over Jalen, right? Yes, unless – Is it just me? I know I've got a bad – No, that's not just you. Like, if – if OU fan doesn't have a rooting interest in either team and they're going for Jalen, there's something wrong with that individual. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You're you're in the Make right sure. there. Three and three in our last six. Conference talent is glaringly superior. Agree. Uh, Darthard has struggled. Overall, I'm pretty happy, though, starting the season 13 and three. But that road ahead is, woo, big boy b-ball. It's big boy b-ball. Let's be realistic, though. 
if they go 500 in conference play, they said three and three in last six. That's going back to the Carolina game. Mm-hmm. If if uh, if they go 500 in conference play, which I think they can be better than that, but even if that's what they do, that's nine and nine. That's 21 regular season wins. They've got a nice seed. That's They're in the tournament. Yeah, fantastic. They're comfortably in the tournament with a nice seed. And this is a team that coming into the year, we were just hoping could be an NCAA tournament team. They're not there yet. They're not there yet. But, like, let's don't act like 500 is a bad thing here. I hope they're better than 9-9. Nine and nine, But 9-9 nine and nine is two regular season wins, probably, I don't know, a f- six seed, five seed, six seed NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, maybe somewhere in there. I hope for better. I think they can be better than that, but that's not bad at all. Uh, this uh, nine one eighter says we just need to get rid of the o uh, o seven o eight runs that we have had on offense the last couple of games. Man, well, that helps. Yeah, don't let teams get out like, on like seven o eight o runs straight shots. Is that what that means? Uh, o for seven o eight. I don't know if he means uh, you know. Being outscored 7-0 or 8-0 or, or, yeah, missing seven or eight shots and runs. I'm not sure what he's meaning there. But, yeah, similar. Same same type of thing there. So, yeah, no, you don't want teams going on 8-0 runs on you for sure. Uh, Sooner Bump says, morning, boys. T-Row, you are not wrong on the fellas. I think the biggest thing with this team is how they have handled the losses. Uh, will they keep it together? When they have these losses or will they implode, I think we'll be okay. We have too much athleticism to not be in every game this year. That's right. Here's an interesting stat. At least I think it's interesting. TJ, you tell me. How many close games has OU played this year? And close is defined by five points or less. Well, let's see. They are 13-3. and I would say they've played 14. Haven't they? Well, I mean, I guess I've, I guess they've I guess they've won more than I'm thinking. So, how many games? Have, how many games have been decided by five or less? I'll yep. say five. One. Woo! The USC tip-in. Oh, that's is right. The yeah. Only. That's the only one within close five game this team has played all year. Wow. Yes. I don't know what that means. But there have been there's been one game that's gone to the wire out of sixteen. That kind of that's odd. That's a little crazy, yeah. There'll be more, trust me. Top of the hour, we'll be back.